Hello trivia followers. So today we are going to be reading weird but true facts all about weird and random stuff. So Nintendo started as a playing card, not a switch. Com in a company in 1889. Termites are a source of methylene of greenhouse gas. Some cats purr as many as 1,050 times per second. Did you know that? That is amazing, guys. Snail cells were once used as money. Oh, poor snails. I wish they didn't have to do that. Okay, let's read the next fact all about random stuff. So, a chess grandmaster played three, 326 games of chess at the same time. She won 96.93% of the time. About 100 people could fit inside a blue whale's mouth. Did you know that his mouth is that big? Opossums, opossums are about the size of a grain of rice at birth. That is amazing. They are so teeny that 14 babies can fit in a teaspoon. What? <laughs> that is so tiny. Let's flip to a page. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Africa and Europe are only nine miles apart their close point. That is amazing. A dam being built in Jikstan will be taller than the Eiffel Tower. It costs 19 cents to pro produce $50 a, a bill. Almost half of gold mined on Earth comes from one place in South Africa. I didn't know that yet. Ancient Rome's sweeten their food with sugar made from lead. So do you guys know what lead is? Comments down below if you know what lead is, because I do not know what lead is. Scientists create cyborg plants that connect electricity. I'm electric. There's like a flower with like the electricity things on the side and the flower saying, I'm electric, don't touch me. Oh, a jaguar's bite is strong enough to dent a blowing ball. That's scary. A man was stung mid-fight by a scorpion that stored away in an overhead bin. Scorpion. A pizza shop is origin USA sold slices layered with more than 100 types of cheese what <laughs> i didn't know that just flip to a page toads don't have warts those bumps are skin glands me either i don't know anything about toads guys A New York man once blowed 12 straight stri strikes in 86 seconds. What? And the 800s coal tar was added to ketchup to dye it red. Coal tar? Weird. Can I have some of that? Mom. Can I have some of that? After. 
just like close the book and then like like pick a page pick a page i'm gonna go right here babies as young as 17 days old can laugh let's pick a page mm, right here you can order in Cobby beef and lobster taco for 25000 at a restaurant in Los Crabs, Mexico. I would not do that because $25,000 for a co-beef and lobster taco for $25,000. No, that is not worth it. In an Alaska, USA neighborhood, the street is a runaway, and each house's garage is for an airplane. What? What? what, what? Some bats can eat more than half their body weight, and instincts every day. That is weird. I didn't know that. So let's. I'm gonna let my one, one of my friends read. Oh, oh, can I do it? Yes, you may do it, because I'm excited. Okay, so let's get started. About 75% of all ocean animals glow in the dark. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So let's let our other friend Read. Tor Tortoises, beetle, li liberate, cover themselves in their own poop, gross, for protein. Ew. But why would they eat their poop? Better smelly than sorry. <laughs> so let's go like this. Oh, we already read it. A bakery in Missouri, USA, launched a donut for seventy-nine thousand feet into space, twenty-nine dot five hundred and sixty millimeters, using a helium weather balloon with a pie top. Sneaker, you can order pizza by pressing a button on the shoe's tongue. A comedy in Los Angeles, California, live streamed a race between the tortoise and the hare. The tortoise won. Slow, slow is better. I mean, guys, this is like slow and steady run the race. I mean. That's what I'm uh, expecting. Uh, okay, Mom, here. And I'm going to read another question, and I hope you know this one, because obviously you know every question in this book. Howdy, neighbors. What wasn't just me? Okay, a part of protein, a chicken resonant once gave away free fried chicken. B O U Q U E T S. Bouquets. Bo wait, chicken bouquets on Valentine's Day. In a restaurant, like they give free fried chicken and bouquets on Valentine's Day. Get it? <gasps> if you're a parent, it's a mom joke and a dad joke. <laughs> I'm a kid. I get it. <laughs> For about $70, you can send some a bouquet of roses made from deep fried bacon. 
Because look, it looks like it looks like flowers, doesn't it? It looks like roses, but it's a bouquet. Get it? <laughs> it's just um deep fried bacon. Okay, so we are gonna stop there for today. I hope you like my podcast, and I hope you really liked the thing that I did. We did the theme yesterday of Weird But True 2, but we continued the book today. We're going to be- continue it tomorrow. So thank you for watching our podcast. Bye! Hello, everybody. <clears throat> so today we are going to be reading I Can Read One, being reading Diary of a Worm by Nat the Nat. <laughs> How about that? January 10th, my class got a pet today. I told Spider about him after school. Spider. Spider. Our Nat is so cool. I said, we just have to name him. Didn't you say his name at... Wait, didn't you say his name at Spider? You said Nat. No, I said not Nat. Gnat. Nat, Nat, said Spider. It was confusing talk, but he helped me come up with a perf- the perfect name for our pet. January 11th, Mrs. Mulch taught our class all about gnats. One fact they love wet stuff, just like worms do. They're teeny even when they grow up. They fly around at dusk and swarms, called ghosts. Then Mr. Mulch, they have such the weirdest names in the story. Then Mr. Mulch said, We'll take turns caring for Nat. My day is tomorrow. I can't wait. It's going to be the best day ever. January 12th. Today is the worst day. I lost our class pet. He's going to be in some big trouble. Here's what happened. This morning I brought Nat in a nice wet leaf. He, I opened his tank I put to put the leaf. Then I closed it and went out for recess. At last, I thought I'd close it, but when I got back, Nat was gone. The whole rest of the day, I argued argued with myself. Tell Mr. Mulch, don't tell her. Tell her, don't tell her. Guess which side won? January 13th. I went over to Spider last night. I had to tell someone my secret. What am I going to going to do? I said, I'm in big trouble on Monday. Suddenly, I saw something in the air. Look, I whispered, a ghost, a ghost, yelled Spider. The ghost of gnats have me an idea. Spider, what if I took one of those gnats to school? Just until I found the real Nat. Spider looked at me and smiled. Gee, too bad. You don't have any friends. Who can spin webs? Spider helped me make a Nat trap. After a few tries, I got Nats. This idea just might work.
January 15th. I did it. I put the night in Nat's tank. This morning, no one could, could tell. No one but me. I felt horrible. All of a sudden, I stood up. That's Nat. Nat! That Nat is not Nat, I said. I lost him. I put him. I put a different Nat in this tank. Oh. Mr. Mulch gasped, gasped. A bunch of kids rushed over to look in the tank. Hey, said one of the kids. There are two gnats in there. One just a few flew out from under the leaf. So he was in there the whole time hiding. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Nat had been there all along, right under the leaf. I didn't give him. Mr. Mulch forgave me. It, I, it was brave of you to tell the truth, she said. The class forgave me too. After all now, we have two class pets. Nat and Pat. Oh, how about that? The end. Thanks for listening, guys. And always, please enjoy our stories. And we might read a next story right now. So we are going to read Bible studies and on a different podcast. So we are going to have fun on that podcast. So please help our entertaining on the books. Have fun. And also, we're going to read a Bible study right now. Thank you for watching. Hi, guys. So today we are going to be two truths and a lie. It's about Egypt, history, and mysteries. Oh, that rhymes. Did you get that, Catchy? Uh -huh. Yeah, I liked get it. it. Get it? Uh-huh. I am Jonna. Okay, that's not the thing to read. Jonna. Jonna. <laughs> hmm. Two truths and a lie. Two readers everywhere stay courageous and special. Hazy Histories, Chapter 1. Over 1,000 years ago, a mammoth cave, Mystery Walker B. Holy Mellers C. A curse on all fabbing bathers. Wait, this is just the index, the table of content. Oh. You don't gotta read this part. This is just telling you where everything is in the chapters. If you wanna jump ahead, or if you wanna pick a chapter specifically, that's where you would go for that. But which is which? You'll have to figure that out for yourself. Read each story carefully and compare it what you already know. To be true, discuss the stories with friends, family, or teachers. Do your own research by digging around online safely. Of course, heeding to your public or school library or asking a teacher or other adult for help. Don't be shy asking questions. It, it is the best way to learn. Your job won't be easy. All of the stories in this book are pretty unbelievable, but some of them are actually untrue as well. So please be careful in this book, especially it, Especially, you can't believe everything you read. But, at last, you can't f say we didn't warn you. Good luck. History. Some people think of it as nothing. More than a whole bunch of names and evidence and dates to be memorized. 
But history is so much more than that. History is people. History is stories. History is fantastic. And this section will spin some amazing tales from ancient history right up to the present the present day of all of them the remarkable but remember once of this one of the stories in each chapter are fake prepare to experience history in a way that you never have before let's go get started so let's get started guys Come walk with me. Will you just take these few steps down, down, down into the deep, dark caves? Okay, it's more than a few steps. Nest led several hundred feet below Kentucky Hill Country Mammothod Cave is the longest cave system in the world. Oh, with over 400 miles of mapped pages that as wide as the whole country of Germany or about the diving distance between Los Angeles and San Francisco. It would take a brisk wa walker 100 hours to go from start to finish or four days at a non-stop clip Spo spoiler alert it's far between you can me you can't you wait between you and me and the bat Janjo through the mammothod cave is Absolutely. Worth the trip, lucky visitors dis, dis, descend descend 280 steps into the dink, chilly underneath okay. where it steps. What does that say? Let me see. Um, stalactics? Wait, wait. Stalacities? Stalacities? Coat the. Cost. Cost. Or wait, coat. I told you, coat the <laughs> <told you>. <laughs> ceiling and... Ceiling? Into, wait, and... And... Stalagnites? I don't know. Stalamites grow along the ground. And every wall drips in a chilly invasion. Invitation. But the coolest thing... <laughs> about Mammothon <laughs> game is not the lake <laughs> okay go hurry it's length north it's brisk mid 50s temperature Ron Dawn even the many creepy tales and links that pack his history. Look, guys, look! Look them! Up. The coolest thing that can be found in an enormous room called the Mirror Walkway. It's a long, narrow page that winds on at thin peaks so the visitor's mom! Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Better walk through in the single file with the speaking breath breathtaking. Breathtaking. That's what your mom drop. is. I will take out your front teeth. <laughs> You'll not. Just my front teeth. Stop. Doesn't matter if it's center. a flipper. Now look up. The ceiling is good. Thirsty feet above. With the sublet. Sublet of the day. It's inflated, light showing off the visitor's f famous. Stop wait, no, wait. And there. That says fornication. Oh, wait, formation. <laughs> visible on its 
limestone. <laughs> surface. It is a footprint, in fact. It is the first and long stirring of footprints which make their... Stirring. No. String of footprints. Yalala. Yalala. Way along. Thank you guys so much for reading. Um, truth or dare book. And thank you for watching our YouTube, uh, <laughs> our anchor pod, our anchor podcast. Good evening, everyone. We are here to read you a very special book. Not we, my daughter, Symphony Ray. I'm going to let her take the rest away because she describes it and reads it perfectly. She picked this book out at the library. It's called Rye Fly Guy Ride. And Symphony, take it away. Hey guys, so today we're going to be reading Ride Fly Guy Ride by Ted Ironhood. Arnold, but Ironhood is fine. No, like Ironhood, right? You read it, you read it wrong, remember? Right. A boy had a pet fly. He named him Fly Guy. And Fly Guy could say the boy's name. Buzz. Buzz. Hey, Buzz. Chapter 1. One day, Dad said, who wants to go for a ride? We do, said Buzz and Fly Guy. Everyone buckled up, Dad said. Then they hit the road with the windows down. Very windy. I know he's about to fly away. That's okay. He's buckled in. Buzz stuck his hand hand out of the window. He printed. Pretended. It was an airplane. Suddenly wind blew in the car and carried fly guy out of the window so he was buckled in the little fly guy and it the gust just pulled him right out (laughs) and into a passing truck (laughs) chapter two follow that truck cried buzz look oh he swallowed him yep meanwhile the in the truck, Fly Guy tumbled into the truck's diver's mouth. Gross. Moving he freaking swallowed the fly? Ew, look, he spit him out. Patooey! Patooey. The truck driver the truck driver spit Fly Guy out of the window and into the passing motorboat. Mm-hmm. Oh, Follow that boat, cried Buzz. Meanwhile, on the boat, Fly Guy saw a man put a bug on the big hook. It's called bait. No. So they put the bug on the hook, and then they throw it into, they cast it into the water to fish, to catch the fish. Fly Guy jumped overboard and into a passing circus train. Aw, circuses make me sad because the animals are, like, locked in those little cages. Yeah. Following that, follow that train, cried Buzz. Meanwhile, on the train, Fly Guy surprised a sleepy elephant. And do you know what elephants do when they get scared? What? They stomp and freak out very fast. The elephant blew him off the train and into an airplane. He's taking quite a ride, this fly. And he's still not dead. (laughs) And they're still chasing him. Follow that airplane, cried Buzz. Meanwhile, meanwhile, three hours later, on the airplane, (laughs) the pilot saw Fly Guy and turned the wipers. Oh no, he's going to make them all smudgy. You know when you got something on your windshield wiper and you like smear it in instead of wiping it off? Yeah, follow that meat. I mean, follow Fly Guy, cried Buzz. Just then, a rocket roared up from the ground. Are you kidding me? He's going to land on the rocket and go into space, isn't he? Chapter 3. Follow that rocket, cried Buzz. Buzz and Dad landed the rocket. Raced into space. Will Fly Guy survive? asked Buzz. Yes. 
Yes. Yes. He's still alive. Look at him. He looks toe up. Fly guy, you're here, cried Buzz. The rocket didn't take you to space. Dad said, let's ride home. And Fly Guy said, more, more rides. rides. But this time he has a helmet on and he's planning on staying on the handlebars because this fly can survive anything. You guys, this story was kind of cool. I liked it. And this fly versions. Um, high Fly Guy. Super, super fly, fly Guy. guy shoe shoe fly, fly Guy. Where was no, an there, old, there no. was an old lady who swallowed a Fly Guy. Yeah. Fly high, fly guy. Hooray for fly guy. I spy fly guy. Fly guy meets fly girl. Buzz boy and fly guy. Fly guy versus the fly water. You guys, these books are amazing. And today's story was called Ride Fly Guy Ride. Ride Fly Guy Ride. I really wish you like this video and i really like you too so please. give me my phone you're not hitting my code right so please love our video and always say love you and your videos so thank you for watching bye 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 <laughs> so today we're going to be reading bible studies the big, the big book of bible questions and we left off on what kind of fruit was on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay. So this chapter says, have you ever seen a picture of Adam and Eve disobeying God in the Garden of Eden? What kind of fruit was Eve holding? Most people picture an apple. And even some teachers in Jesus' time thought that's what it was too. But not everyone thinks the fruit was an apple. Some teacher in Jesus' time thought it was a grape. Others thought it was a fig, which would explain why God made Adam and Eve's first clothes from a fig tree. And yet other teachers at the time of Jesus thought it was not fruit at all, but wheat. The reason people have pictured so many different foods is because the Bible does not say what kind of food it was. It may be a common food that we eat every day that came from that special tree set aside by God, or it could be a food that we've never even seen or heard because there was only one tree of the knowledge of good and evil and no one except God really knows where that tree is now. Where is the garden of Eden? So the Bible says the garden was where a river from Eden split into four other rivers, the Pishon, the Gihon, the Tigris and the Euphrates. There are two rivers named the Tigris and the Euphrates that still exist in Turkey Syria and Iraq. They connect near the Persian Gulf and if we could follow the rivers upstream to find Eden, it would put the garden in eastern Turkey. But the Tigris and Euphrates don't start at the same place anymore. Another problem is that there are no rivers named the Pishon and the Gihon anymore. Some people think the Pishon might be the Nile in Egypt and the Gihon could be in Ethiopia, but neither of those rivers is anywhere close to the Tigris and the Euphrates. Different Jewish and Christian teachers have tried to say the missing rivers are underground or that they changed course after the flood of Noah, but no one really knows what happened to them. Plus, the Bible tells us that God stationed cherubim, which is what, angels? Yeah. And a flaming sword to guard the entrance of the Garden of Eden. So we probably couldn't find it even if we tried. Not Eden, it's Eden. Eden. Did I say Eden? Yeah. Did I? Eden? <laughs> okay. Last one. Ready? Why did Noah build the ark? Noah built the ark because God told him to. And God saw that the people on earth had become very evil they did so many bad things that God decided to wash the whole world with a flood. That killed all of the people. Can you imagine? Like one family got selected out of everyone on earth. Only Noah survived in all the animals. Only Noah lived in a way that pleased God. So yeah. God told Noah, build an ark, a big boat, where he and his family and all of the animals would be safe 
during this flood. Now, you guys got to imagine this ark had to be freaking huge. It had to be the size of a mountain symphony. It wasn't just a boat boat. It wasn't a tiny boat. It was an ark. An ark, like a huge, you could walk through it through like for days. Like Disneyland on floating waters. Like this big. What? How big was it? So God told Noah to make the ark 300 cubits or four arms long. Four arms are usually about 18 inches, like an adult's forearm. So the ark was about 450 feet long. That's one and a half football fields. What? It was 75 feet wide too and 45 feet tall, which is about as tall as four-story building. I bet the ocean um, animals liked the ark. Well, and well, the ocean animals didn't need the ark because the ocean animals were already in the water, right? Or they could survive yeah. the flood because they knew how to breathe underwater. But like, can you imagine how freaking bad it smelled? Because it was like a zoo inside of a ark or a boat. Like, it yeah. probably smelled literally like shit. Freaking because bad. Freaking all the animals bad. are pooping. They're stressed. They're scared they're going to die. They know they're on water. Because I'm sure the boat's going like this. I'm sure it's just hailing, raining. 40 days it rained. 40 nights. So you got to imagine these animals are like stressed. They're pooping their pants every day. It's, it they don't to, have pants. But basically meaning it had to smell like an absolute <laughs> shithole in there. Turd. No offense. But like, okay. She meant S-H-I-T. Oh, yeah. How did he build it? So God told Noah exactly how to build the ark. He told Noah what kind of wood to use. I think he even like had assistance, Noah, just me personally, with like how to get the right materi- materials there. Matilda. And- Matilda there. Matilda. Um, no, materials. He even told him where to put the door, how long or how low the roof should be, and how many levels to build inside for the animals. So Noah may have built it, but his three sons really helped him. And the Bible doesn't say exactly how long it took him to build it. But honestly, it probably took years and years and years. So where did it land? This is the most important part. Because as soon as, because they sent a bird out every day. And if the bird came back, it means that the bird found no land. Because the bird couldn't land anywhere. If the bird didn't come back, they knew that the bird had found land and their destination. So here's where they land. Ready? The Bible says that when the waters from the great flood sent by God began to drop, the ark landed on the top of a mountain. Even though most people today think it was called Ararat, that's not what the Bible actually says. It says the ark rested on the mountains of Ararat, Genesis 8-4. That may not sound like a big difference, but actually it changes the location of where the ark may have touched down to wholly begin with. So there's a famous mountain in northeast Turkey called Ararat, and this is a place where most people think the ark landed. But that mountain wasn't called Ararat until Christian times. So when Europeans gave it that name. So the people who live in the area don't call it Ararat at all. They call it Massis or Agrigadag. So another problem is that the modern day Arara is a single mountain rising from the plain, not a group of mountains, as the Bible says. So the Bible saying it landed on a whole group of mountains, right? So 200 miles southwest of Agrida, there's a chain of mountains called the Mountains of Arara. Local traditions in the villages near there say a mountain called Kuridag or Mount Judy, is where Noah landed. For a time, there was even a monastery built on the spot where the ark supposedly rested. So many people have tried to find the ark over the years, but no one has ever found it. That's not true. They've found the ark. This must be... When was this book written? Because that's not true. They found the ark. When was this book published? Because I was like, are they just old news? Because 
literally artifacts of the Ark have been found. And you know how they said it was like way further than what they said? That's what's funny is because the artifacts were found on this plateau of mountains, not just a mountain. Which is weird, right? But yeah, this book is old. It must be old. I apologize. Okay, last page before we end it for tonight. And this is the most important part. So after he made it rain forever and ever and ever, what it probably felt like, but it was 40 days and 40 nights. And they finally had their boat and the water sunk enough for them to hit land. That stopped their ark and they landed and they hit something. They obviously got out there. There was nowhere else. They're like, we're settling here. And what did they see when they opened up the door was a beautiful, vibrant rainbow, a huge rainbow. And and God put it there. So why did God put a rainbow in the sky that day? So it was a signal to his people or to Noah's family, the ones that he chose. And he said, after the flood was over, Noah and his family worshiped God and they thanked him for saving them. I mean, they must have came off of that boat like like kissing the ground like they must the panda they must have been like look they must have been like i've been smelling animal shit for like 40 days thank you lord for getting me off of this boat onto land like you know they had to be like land like they were just kissing the ground i'm sure so god responded by making a promise to noah and his family and everyone who would be born after them and he promised on that day that he would never again send a flood to destroy the earth now that doesn't mean he wouldn't destroy it another way that just means he won't destroy it in a flood and although the promise was made to noah and his descendants it was also for every living creature meaning he was saving his animals it wasn't just about humans He looked at our animals the same that he did us, right? And um, it was a sign. It was a sign of his promise. And he put the, God put the rainbow in the clouds. So when you see a rainbow, even today, you know that it is there because God is keeping his promise. And what's awesome is that a rainbow always only comes after it rains. Isn't that funny? That's how you know God's amazing. How old are we? How old are we? Probably really old. No, no, not. Oh, 38. We're 38. Yep. So tomorrow night, we're going to open up with 38, guys. We're 38 tomorrow night. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for um, listening to our book tonight. I hope you yes. had fun. So thank you for watching. We love you guys. Bye. God bless. Hi, friends. We're reading a book tonight. It's called Two Truths and a Lie. It is by Amy Joan Paquette and Lori Ann Thompson. Symphony will be helping me narrate and read this story. And it's about histories and mysteries. So let's begin. So we already read a little of this book. So, I'm going to skip the pages that we already read. Okay. We'll start with a new page. Let us start with a new page, like a chapter. Okay. So. Holy molars. Have you ever had a cavity in one of your teeth and gone to the dentist to get a filling? If so... It probably wasn't one of your favorite experiences of all time. But can you imagine what it must have been like to go to the dentist more than 10,000 years ago? Let's just say that people back then had a, a whole lot of worse than we do today. Modern dentists can choose from an area array. It means like a lot of painkillers to make dental work more 
tolerable for the parents parties they use specialized tools so their work is fast and efficient they have a variety of advanced minerals materials able to make their repairs safe and durable plus they can usually detect cavities when they are still small and easy to fix this all makes it fairly easy for dentists to help us keep our teeth healthy and strong even when our modern dentals hygiene and mom oh sorry I can't see, hun. You got to pick the book up. Like this. There we go. Hygiene and extensive. Where's extensive? Extensive knowledge. About how to prevent cavities. They still remain one of the most common dental problems around the world today and unfortunately that the, the lights annoying me what the light oh sorry that's nothing new well prehistoric dentists did not have the advantages your dentist does today people back then still needed dental work after all it's hard to eat when you have a terrible tooth ache and an infection can be dangerous if left untreated so cavities should definitely be fixed somehow a tooth found in italy shows that one early dentist was already drilling holes to remove cavities approximately 4000 years ago a time when humans were still mostly hunter gatherers You're shaking. Put it down. Three. Researchers have concluded that sharp flint tooth were used to scratch and prey at the infected molar ouch, clearing out the This might hurt a little. <laughs> Cleaning out the cavity must have taken a very long time. I wanted to read that. Go ahead. I've been extremely painful. Cavities must taken a very long time, and been extremely painful for the poor patient. A man about twenty-five years old, and it appears that where the treatment ended the pit in the young man's molar was apparently left open without the benefit of any kind of filling the oldest known examples of dental fillings were discovered later in a pair of incisors also found in Italy researchers researchers years ago researchers estimated that the teeth date back to between 12,740 and 3,000 years ago 13,000 but okay 
sophisticated analysis showed that it, large holes were drilled into them by digging and scraping at the teeth with sharp, sharpened rocks, but that was only the beginning. It also looked like the holes had been filled in with something, but what could it be? Samples <coughs> taken from inside the pits and teeth caves reaches some clues. Apparently, the ancient dentist used vegetable fibers, fibers and hair. Ill hair, all held together with a sticky substance called bitumen bitumen comes from oil and it's now used to pave roads if the if the thought of that being put in your mouth isn't disgusting enough just image what lee must have tasted like Ooh. So the next time you go to the dentist, be grateful for the modern evidence advances he or she uses to take good care of your teeth. And if you do happen to get a cavity, just be happy your dentist is quite a bit more sophisticated than one practicing in the late upper physic area. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. So that's the end of this chapter and what cavities are all about. So try not to get a cavity, brush your teeth much, and, and yes, and floss with the string or just the toothpick or the water pick. Yeah. And, and mouth rinse. Yes, mouthwash like Listerine or bubblegum or any kind of flavor that you like that is there that you like. Okay, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for watching. Bye.